Ready? We're on? You're on. We're on. You are on. January 2nd, 2024. Holy smokes. Hey. Welcome. How about that? Happy New Year, huh? Welcome back. Yes. Happy New Year. There's something weird about when I did watch the ball drop in New York City. So it was 11 here, but like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it hit me a little different when it said 2024. I mean, I see it every year usually, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe I hope that's a good sign that 2024 is going to be like. Yeah. Did uh, did you see our our Facebook post from New Year's? Oh uh, well, I it's got started like watching twenty four thousand views did, now. Did you have your flamethrower? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I I like saw it on there, and then I think I was <laughs> mid between playing dinosaurs and doing some floor hockey yesterday. So oh, yeah, we blew yeah. through about five gallons of unleaded. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, at the yeah. price, you can though. Right oh now. yeah, it's much easier. Yeah, much yeah. easier when it's not. Yeah. Of course, my burn pile still wouldn't light because okay. it had three inches of ice on it. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. My uh, inflatable dinosaur that we had is you know deflated, and then he got ice on him. Mm, so the yep. ice age has now hit the dinosaurs again. Oh, so I don't. Geez. Yeah, that's right. There we go. But I don't, I got. I'm like trying to get him out because you can't. He'll rip. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now I don't know what to do with my inflatable. I just became an inflatable family. You know. And oh I don't, boy. So I don't know what to do. Bring your flamethrower over and just like warm it up. Over there you there. go. Warm up. <laughs> Perfect. The, yeah. Get it going. Get it All going. Right. All right. Well, I um, did hear this. Morning, I, I listened to podcasts myself, but yesterday didn't count because we have 53 Mondays mm-hmm. in 2024. So if you didn't know that, yesterday was a freebie. We, it's also a leap year. Oh yeah, yeah. So like all the things. So you have an extra 24 hours in your life this year. Maybe that's why 2024 hit me. A and little and that's really what I needed too. Right? An extra 24 hours. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna go home and put that in my planner what that I'm gonna use you for doing? a month. <laughs> uh, all those inflatables. Now you got a date, free date. You can go work with those things. I yeah, I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them settle. But right. <laughs> I have a new planner. I plan to use it for the month of January, and then it'll probably sit on the floor like it always does. Right. But I have good goals. So, well, we're gonna kick this off because. It's a new year, a new week. Uh, I'm kicking it off with a guest, which is just crazy. I mean, look at me getting things scheduled I know. And on and big. So this has put a fork in it. Uh, Grand Forks is most exciting and um, contrary to what John says, most popularly watched uh, video <laughs> and podcast. You can find us on uh, YouTube if you're uh, just tuning in. You want to see our faces, YouTube, Facebook. Um, the link is on Twitter. Uh, Grand Cities Living, Grand Cities Life on Twitter, um, and also on Facebook. I think I mentioned that. And then if you just want to catch us in the car, uh, feel free to uh, tune in at uh, Grand Cities, or excuse me, uh, put a fork in it. Good gravy. Screwing it all up. New year. New year. I got. Yeah. Don't worry. I got an, an extra week to, <laughs> yeah. to screw this up. So uh, my name is Courtney Barstead Logan. I'm a realtor here in the Grand Cities with EXP Realty. And uh, thank you. Wow. No one is usually that excited about that part. It's a new year. New year. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you find anything I say offensive, feel free to email my broker at nd.broker at exprealty.net. She would love to hear from you. We so. don't ever say anything offensive on this show. No, but we're not regulated by the FCC. Yeah. So that's okay. What's wait, exciting. we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. Although, you know, I'm a little more worried about my Thursday mornings with Trevor D. That gets a little more hairy. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You never know what's going to come out of it's purple hair. Purple hair. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, let's get the party started. I'm so excited. Uh, been working on this for a few months of, of getting my guest in. So, Tom Boyson with the tennis team at UND. 
both men's and women's. I'm so excited to have you here. Appreciate having me. Been looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a nice early morning. uh, Kick off your week and ready to go. What time of day do you guys practice normally? So, uh, coach both the women's and the men's team. So, so since I've been here, so this is the third year in a row the women have voted to practice early in the morning. So they they start about eight o'clock, go Mm -hmm. from about eight to eleven every morning, and then they head on to classes and. Uh, sometimes individual lessons and their strength conditioning workouts in the afternoon. Uh, the, I think the men would cry if the women ever vote right. to change. It's, it's <laughs> equal opportunity, so I always give them the chance yep. if they want to vote to switch that up. Yep. So far, the women have always wanted to go early. The men have wanted to go and uh, or gotten lucky to go in the afternoon, according just, to them. So I'm not shocked by this. I, I can't. I, I I just cannot fathom that. Yeah. The women want to go early. Yes. Oh, they wanna, they, women get stuff yeah. done. Apparently, my wife never played tennis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, no, you. That's it's a thing. You get up, get it done. Yeah, see, that's how I am. Yeah, yeah, yep. They and probably go to bed at eight too. I'm guessing they are some pretty motivated, dedicated, uh, absolutely wow. women. That's for sure. Yeah, so. that's fantastic. So you're in your third season here at UND, yes. which is fantastic. And um, last year, I, I kind of mentioned this on, on the intro that I, I wrote online, but uh, there was a huge buzz around your program last year. It was so fun, so cool to see. Um, and so, uh, share a little bit about you, where you're from, uh, where have you been? And then, uh, what brought you to UND? Okay. I'll keep the, I'll keep the non-tennis part short, but, but a Midwest person, true and true, born in Michigan. Most of my relatives still live in, in a little corner of Southwest Michigan. Uh, when I was young, uh, middle school age, my parents, uh, both applied for jobs on, when we were on vac- a summer vacation in Orlando and, and a month later we, we had moved. And so. Play at Disney? Did they? No, oh, okay. uh, big, uh, government, <laughs> Also, every, I was the one who wasn't a CPA. CPAs okay. and accountants in my family other than me. So That's awesome. Um, uh, grew up junior tennis, uh, high school tennis, and college tennis in Florida. Wow. And then kind of migrated all over the country as a coach. Um, started um, at junior academies and working with um, some, some good juniors th- in, in our country and then was in the right place at the right time and, and got to travel 40, 45 countries in about five years with some young adults that were uh, – kind of tweeners in between college and, and trying to turn pro and make a living at it, which was a great experience awesome. for me. And that's really where I met um, both of the first two head coaches that I worked for when I got into the college tennis scene. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And uh, what, what other institutions have you been at? So um, started uh, at Vanderbilt in Nashville, oh, yeah. um, so SEC school, private, yeah. um, and then as the men's assistant. And then uh, after five years there, uh, went to Dartmouth in the Ivy League, which is a completely different experience dealing with no athletic scholarships and you're, you're only recruiting with financial aid and, 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 and hoping they have a good SAT or ACT score. Yeah. Um, the Ivy League was interestingly getting really good right about the time I got in there, probably the best tennis programs they've had um, league-wide in, in a while. Um, and then wanted to dip my toe back in, into um, Power 5 school, so applied at a couple places and, and was lucky enough to get uh, an assistant job at Nebraska. Okay. Um, for three years and then about three years ago, got the itch. I'd never really, um, had the itch to be a head coach and, and kind of, kind of got me and I had the bug and, and, uh, the summer that I applied here, I applied to three or four spots and, and had told a couple of people that, that this was the place I wanted to get the offer and and it kind of worked out and, um, yeah, everything's kind of started from there as a head coach. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So you have seen a lot of the world, a lot of different styles of, of, of tennis, all ages, all the things. Are you? Do you have a, a particular age you like working, like the new or seasoned? I, I would say this is perfect for me. Yeah. Um, I, I would. I, I like you said. I've, I've kind of everybody kind of starts out teaching beginners or, or teaching some. Um, 
ladies or men's clinics, then hopefully, you know, maybe working with some juniors. And I do find that I have been attracted to work with people that, that still have goals out in front of them, that it's yeah. not as leisurely. It, it, that's still enjoyable for me, but yeah. where there's some clear cut goals and, and to really see that um, maybe advancement going from high school to college and then college to maybe um, trying to play on tour and, and, and kind of doing that. But um, I think the other part of college that, that fits so well for me is, is I like the recruiting aspect. So I think yeah. it's, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a salesman, so I can kind of, if I believe in a, in a university or a school and a program and a, something like that, it's easy for me to talk about it. So that, that adds that element to it. Absolutely. So, so with, uh, with you playing indoors only, right, always? Unless we're on the road okay. uh, in, in March and April, yes, yes. Okay, okay. So is it easier to recruit here because you're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to be inside. It's... It's um, uh, it's never easy. It, 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 it's easier because it's it's somewhat narrowed down. Yes. and I said um, if you you can run across some people who have never played indoors that rule rule you out or rule oh, us out maybe okay. because of that. That being said, it's it's kind of easy to tell them what to expect, yeah. and so it's not some of these places where you sometimes indoors, sometimes outdoors. They kind of we kind of can tell them this is what you need to be prepared for. Interesting thing here is. It, the speed of our indoor courts, um, first we probably play at the nicest facility in the Summit League, um, indoor we're pretty fortunate there, but the courts are very conducive to any kind of style of play, and so we've had players in our starting lineup from South Africa, California, Florida, Texas, um, Serbia, places where they almost never played indoor tennis mm-hmm. before they got here, and it took them about three days, and they were fine, they and so, the, and which helps feed the recruiting for the next cycle. They hear that from, from the players that are here when they're on their visits, and they kind of, that, that kind of eases their mind a little bit about the stigma of playing indoors when they, when they haven't done it before. Yeah, so. absolutely. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned uh, different countries. You have a, a wide array of, of players from all over the country and the world. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, where are your players from this year? Okay. Kind of yeah. So, um, <laughs> start with the women. So, we, yeah. have, uh, we do have a couple players from local. We we have yeah. two, two from Minnesota um, that, that are – one's a senior, one's a junior this year, um, other than, and, a, and a player from Florida um, who's been here four years. Then we branch out. We have um, a player from Sweden, um, a player from Germany, uh, and two players from the U.K. Very um, cool. And, so, and it's kind of been a lot of different places. Um, other than that, that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, the men, we've got some, some players this year from, from places I don't think UND's had and um, some players before. We have a player from Quebec, Canada. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first Canadian we've had on the team, at least in the, in the recent recent history. Um, a player from Switzerland and, um, and and one more player from the U.K. Okay. So, and then in addition to some, some local So players. do you get to go and, <laughs> and, 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 and scout these people and, and, and that, try to again. talk to your parents? Again. Say that again. I'm just wondering, um, because I've been to a few of the places you're yeah. talking about, and, and boy, not a bad recruiting trip to take. And I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering how that worked. I know sure. things now with social media and, and Internet and all that is much easier, but do you still get to go on some of these trips? Limited, mm, um, sure, and there are definitely I mean, some 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 programs around the country, you know, the Power Five schools, where that's that's probably you can you can count on their coaches being overseas right. mm-hmm. because you know, it's it still takes money to yeah. get over there, and that's the thing. Not all the universities have got a ton of it, mm-hmm. so it does. and so yeah. what, what's what's helped us is if we if I can get over there every two or three years, sure, and, and sure, build, and build a network, mm-hmm. and it's really at that point more about um, meeting coaches, meeting uh, the directors of academies, meeting the recruiting handlers that help yep. people from different countries, sure, and getting contacts there, getting a pipeline set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet has become it's the next best thing to seeing somebody live is yeah. seeing a recorded match mm-hmm. and so before that was available it would have mm-hmm. driven me crazy to not see somebody right, right. in okay. front of me with my own eyes play now it's a little easier to trust okay. um, the, the goal would be to see as many mm-hmm. uh, yeah. players as possible and get to a showcase they're, they're pretty good a lot of the European countries and South American countries will bring 
the best hundred juniors um, in the area to to one place. So you oh, would have sure. to travel everywhere yep. to get there. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's like, you don't have to travel. I mean, if I did, I would go to South America. Yeah. yeah. yeah they give you your own <laughs> charter this, yeah, and everything, yeah, don't right? they? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Is this, your, is this your third year cycle? Do you get to travel yeah, exactly. this year? Hey, yeah. I'm all for any ideas. Yeah. yeah, any yeah. Idea person. yeah let's That's go. fantastic. That's awesome. It's so fun to see. Um, I know I've been at different events where your players are on stage or just talking about their experience, you know, coming here and being here and um, just hearing how students, you know, have really learn to love this area, um, the support that they get from the community. Um, and that's something that you didn't hear as much about. And I'll be completely honest, you know, you didn't hear that as much about, you know, tennis going on. And honestly, last year, and I, I follow a lot of sports on uh, Twitter because it's easy to see, okay, what's this team doing and what they have right. going on, especially when you all are on the road. And it was just wild. Like people were at, at your, your matches and, and loving it. And you uh, play at Choice fitness correct we do choice yes. health and fitness exactly. yeah yeah exactly. so, so how do you come in for a game how what does that look like can you do you have to be a member to come in? <laughs> no, you don't have to be a member okay, so good. so um no it's and it's free we're, yeah. we're, we're a, a non-revenue supporter yeah. we don't yes. sell, we don't sell tickets which yeah. is great mm-hmm. um and I'll, I'll kind of back up and, and oh, yeah. you're right last year was was awesome to be around we are, are i think we have um as good a marketing and um sid a game management staff and, mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing as 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 most of the power fives i've seen the 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 amount of promotions that we get the amount of availability that they make for the for the coaches or student athletes to promote the program and, mm-hmm. and get something out and it like this is, is tremendous here um and and when you start to win a few matches when you when you start to have a good season it becomes it kind of feeds on itself i will say that we probably average anywhere from 75 to 140 people to match, which for awesome. college tennis is really amazing. Yes. And for a mid-major school, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's a really fun place. I've had a lot of people come up and say that we never knew what it te- was like to be at a college tennis match. Yeah. It's actually a pretty fun environment. And, um, but a lot of that is due to uh, Tom Wynn and Kyle Anderson. Who, Kyle's my assistant coach right mm-hmm. now. He's been here for, for nine or ten years. Um, and my, the previous head coach, Tom Wynn, they built up a support system from the members at Choice. And I would say half of our if not more than half of our viewing public when we get to a match are, are members that have seen the team's practice and the, the players do a great job of getting to know the player, the, the people that are, that are walking mm-hmm. around. And so there's a, they really did a good job of building up. And that's, that's really how we're going to attract people. It's been mm-hmm. great. I think what changed a lot the last couple of years is there's more student athletes going to all of the other venues mm-hmm. on campus. And mm-hmm. so, um, and that's, that's, what, that's what the players will talk about. It's, it's yeah. amazing to hear them walk off the court and they'll know, wow, the softball team was here and the soccer team was here and the basketball team was here and then my professor was here and there were these members that work out here so um they do they do notice um they do notice that that it's i think to a to a player they would all rather play in front of 50 hostile fans on the road than play in front of crickets Um, yes it makes it a little more exciting so yeah can you scream and get rowdy you can yeah college it's a little different than what people if they they watch a a match on tv or the pros play in a grand slam it's it's a little different in college you can't lean over the railing and kind of um berate a specific player, yeah, no or, hockey people. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you can you can get pretty loud. You can get okay. pretty pretty short. Everything short of a cowbell, I think. You can oh, get, so. okay, okay. Leave the cowbell at home, <laughs> folks. Um, uh, so you all get to take in tournaments. Now you're going to be playing outdoor to kick off your season, correct? Or are you on the road? We're on the road for, so the first four weeks, um, both teams will be on the road first four weekends, which, which actually starts not this weekend, but the next weekend uh, we travel, but it will be all indoor tennis. Okay. Uh, we start our outdoor season in March when we go on spring break. Um, okay. And then, then some venues where the weather will be, tennis has a lot of funny rules with 50 degrees and 18 mile an hour wind forces it inside or outside. And so, uh, but yeah, we should be indoors at least until the end of February. 
So do so, some of the places you go have the option for outdoor, so you have to plan for either? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And the coaches can get before get together two months in advance and say, we're probably going to be practicing indoors. So regardless of the weather, let's just schedule it indoors. But, but we have played a number of matches where you're, you're watching the temperature an hour before the match, mm-hmm. not knowing if you're going to be indoors or outdoors. So that's wild. A little bit, a little That's bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, like you said, it's good here cause you can, they can train really well at the facilities that, right. that UND right. has in place. So that's right. awesome. Very cool. Okay. Um, I, I am. I I played in the Williston Parks and Rec League. Okay. Yeah, for about uh, two summers. And by play, I mean I took lessons. And then I had a Game Boy uh, tennis game. Go. So that was really good. <laughs> I felt really good. I was Steffi Graf back in the day. So John, you know, yeah, you know yeah, my athletic yeah. abilities. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, is there? My favorite was doubles. Do you have doubles in college? So we start off every match with with doubles. Yes. Um, Division one is 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 a little unique um, where. Three, our our number one doubles team will play another t- the other team's number one doubles okay. team, and then the number two team will play their number two team, and the number three team will play their number three team. Yep. Those three doubles matches count for one point in the team match. So the first team that wins two of those doubles matches or all three of those doubles matches will get one point for the team score. Just one point? Just one point. For so, all three wins? For, well, yeah, if you win three, yeah, just one point. So, wow. Yeah. That's I intense. That. Yeah. So, and wow. then singles will start after. But yeah, every, every match will start with, with doubles. Wow. Okay. So if you're if you start singles, are you one of the doubles set, or do you get to rest? No. So you no. can uh, you can play both doubles and yeah. singles. And I would say on on average, I would say for the most part, most of your players that are playing doubles are also your singles players. I think yeah. most mm-hmm. teams probably have at least you know, sometimes one or two players that are. I guess they call them double specialists. They're probably some, one of the okay. better doubles players on the team, but they might not crack the singles lineup. So usually you're you're starting. A lineup of seven, probably, I'd say. Okay, okay. Do you have a favorite to play, doubles or singles? Oof. Um, favorite to play was yeah. doubles, yeah. but knowing my own limitations, I should have said singles. singles okay. I was <laughs> okay. more successful in singles. Okay. I was jealous of the people that could play doubles better than me. Yeah, okay. So, well, at least so, you're not getting hit in the back of the head by your partner's yeah, serve. Exactly. Right, you know? right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Can we talk about the pickleball craves in, in the world? Is this Has this... Hit your team? Do they like pickleball or is so it like don't do the pickleball? It's actually, it's a very polarizing topic. Oh, um, from, okay. And I, and I, find, I found this yeah. with, with our men's and women's teams yeah. and then around the country, the other colleges teams. It seems mm-hmm. to be that people fall into one of two categories as a yeah. tennis player. Either either they think it's ridiculous and they're mad that people compare it to tennis and they think yeah. that it's it's nothing more than, than a fad that's going to go away. Or the other half feels like this is my career when I'm 35. I'm going to go make Heck a million dollars because yeah. I'll be better than everybody else. The pickleball. So, yeah. It's like the cornballers. So half of yeah. them are rooting for it to really catch fire yeah. and the other half thinks you know, and, and I would yeah. think it would just be a good way. Uh, maybe I want to go get a little exercise, but I don't want to get out to the full size court. At least I'm, I'm, I'm up and running around and doing a little bit or whatever. Right. But right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that, I look at it as um, like I see the tennis ball and I'm like, oh my god, like I don't want to get hit with it. Like the pickleball, <laughs> right? That just it's so light. It's so my style. Although if you've been to play it. The list of rules on the wall. There are a lot really, of rules. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, and it's really. Oh yeah, it's basically like if you don't have the right color socks, don't even try to <laughs> oh, get out here. Oh boy, it, like it's intense. It's so intense. So, but if you're like me and you're scared of getting like, if Tom was on the other side, you know, like serving at me, I'd be, like. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. if it was pickleball, I'd be like, let's go, let's, let's go. try it, bring this. it on. Bring yeah, it on. yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, maybe it's just energizing some folks yeah okay okay do you think tennis is a sport that you can play your entire life is that something that that it's i mean it sounds um 
like a phrase I've heard my whole life, but yeah. I, I would say it's true. It's something um, yeah, you've and I, I've 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 met dozens of people who did pick it up at 50 years old and never picked yeah. up a racket before, and for the rest of their life they were two or three times a week players. And yeah. um, I would say I think I think I started about the average time when I was when I was a junior. Now that starting at 11 years old would be considered a waste of time. That, that everybody's passed you by. I mean, the number of yeah. two-year-olds and three-year-olds I see out there oh with, with rackets, now it's crazy. Yeah, I know a guy that was oh in gosh. his 80s still playing yes. regularly. Really? Yep. I mean, yeah. he would bring a whole bucket of balls out there, and if he didn't have anybody to play with, then he would just serve against the backstop <laughs> that they had at our at our at yeah. one of our courts back home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was the tannest 80-year-old guy I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's because you're retired. You got... Time yeah, he's tans. out there playing tennis in the sun all day. He's playing tennis in the sun, and in the winter he goes and he tans. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Got it made. Got it made, yeah. But I think that that probably appeals to why we can get some get people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s yeah. to some of our matches because they can relate. It's a mm-hmm. sport they yeah. play to, and they know they might not be at that athletic ability, but it's still something they can – they know the rules. They, they know kind of uh, shot patterns and, and – competitive things mm-hmm. like that so i think it's a little easier to and that's one of those out. sports when you're older if you find somebody that's that's very comparable to you um athletic wise and and knee wise and body wise it's a fun sport you know you don't want to go yeah. play somebody that's going to kick your butt all up and down the court but if you find somebody comparable yeah uh with your skill it's so much fun yeah. I, I i absolutely love it yeah now you got me excited. I should like. No, we're gonna have to get you out of choice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be well. I so one thing I did notice is tennis lessons start early for kids. Where um, like the park district and different, they don't have early um, activities mm-hmm. for younger kids. Right. So, is it a is it a good hand eye coordination thing where they're saying you can start really early with kids? Because it does make me a little nervous when my son grabs the tennis racket at the Halloween event with your players. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I think. Yes, hand-eye for sure. Yeah. And then I think there's so much – I think tennis has become so much more about movement and balance. And as, as I think with ev- like with every sport, just yeah. the, the, the level of athletic ability that, that from 20 years ago from, from when I played is, is just going through the roof. And so I think it's – I don't remember tennis being very popular as, as a four-year-old, mm-hmm. five-year-old. It was more team sports, I think. And that's where tennis, I think, lost a lot of their better athletes was to the team sport. That's sure. always going to happen. But I think – it's easier to see maybe somebody who does have great hand-eye or can can move while they're trying to swing a racket. And I, and I really think some people just are more naturally inclined to play individual sports if they're introduced, introduced to them, too. Mm-hmm. But the other flip side of that is the best tennis players I've ever coached played other sports when they were kids, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I haven't had a lot. I haven't run into a lot of the people that did the, I'm going to pick my sport at five years old. It's going to be tennis. I'm never going <laughs> to learn anything about a team sport it's really i think more mentally is where they learn yeah. things like that teamwork and, and being part of a team than anything else so. that's the parents they're like you're gonna be a tennis player you're just gonna be all in <laughs> i know oh, the go uh, and go and be homeschooled oh, from five years old yeah yep, exactly. we're gonna that's take you to tennis lessons every day yep. i know I've, I've interviewed hundreds of coaches in my career and they all want their athletes to not just play the sport that they are coaching yeah they want them all to play as many i mean that's the only reason i went to school mm-hmm. was to play sports yeah. i didn't care if i got a <laughs> diploma yeah. or not i was right? just there to play sports right? you know yeah you're like you're like the guys in that uh those games last night you're like i'm just here to play football there you I'm go just here to play football yep. yeah I, and i've heard that um i had a, a friend her son was a swimmer and he said in the summer i want you to play tennis i want you to play soccer i wish more kids would have done mm. that because of the hand-eye coordination of getting that going right. but we throw them in you know there's other things, muscle memory so. you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's exciting and but yeah, the racket really 
Whenever he grabs it, he <laughs> loves. I couldn't get my son away from it at the uh, the Halloween event, which is one of my favorites um, at uh, the Pollard, and uh, he just sits in. Two years ago, we got the racket taken away from us, rightfully so. But, <laughs> but we're making improvements. We're making improvements. Yeah, we're making improvements. You got to learn how to swing it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He thinks everything's a hockey stick, so we need to like really, you know, widen his yeah. his his stuff. So, okay. So when do we kick off uh, everything, or you know, set off? I guess. I so should say. everything here in the Grand Cities. Bringing the the student athletes back this week, so yeah. a few days before school starts, uh, because our first matches are in ten or eleven days. Yeah. So we get on the road, uh, both teams, uh, different places with, with each team, but. Um, and we're pretty much uh, two, two to three week or two to three matches a weekend for twelve of the next thirteen or fourteen weekends. So it's wow. kind of fast. It's hard. Um, the spring semester kind of flies by yeah. for them. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of travel. Um, but uh, it's. I think. I think I would be safe to say for most of them, this is this is the part of the season that they enjoy the most. And, and they're ready and going. Yeah. Is so. now? Do you do a non-conference before you hit up Summit League? Right. Uh, so we'll play now? about. Um, 12 or 13 non-conference matches all, okay. all before. I think okay. our spring break trip might be after one or two conference matches, but for the most part, we play our non-conference schedule first. Okay. Um, fun places? Then, Going somewhere fun? So, we, we Southern do, So <laughs> since I've been here, um, and a lot of this was due, the schedule for the first year I was here was done uh, before I got sure. here, so credit where credit's due, but uh, the women went to Las Vegas, um, had a, a three-match weekend in Vegas and got to see a, a Cirque du Soleil show and yeah. um, got kind of an experience out there. Uh, the men traveled to New York twice last year, and so, uh, spring break was in Orlando at, at the National Training Center and, and Universal Studios. And so, yeah, if we, yeah, it's one thing that Kyle and I try to do is, uh, is um, obviously – competing and, and, and putting a, a, a good product on the court and, and have them have some good experiences and, mm-hmm. and it is they do keep score so it's i'm competitive and i think they all are too um but within that framework try to get you know some different experiences and some fun experiences while they're here for four years and mm-hmm. some interesting places to play and, and uh some fun venues yeah so. if you got to travel you might as well you know hit up something like that exactly you know exactly no one wants so. to go to illinois so <laughs> no we have to for conference right so, sorry yeah, illinois so. but yeah, at least we lost one of them. We did. So, we yeah. Did, yeah. So, do you fill in any gaps there with that? Where you're like, ah, oh, well, let's go to Hawaii since we don't play Western. I, I, no, it's I. I don't know who's going to hear this, but we'll, I, I, I will say that's that's not not true. Oh, okay. So coming up in the future, that's not not true. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think that I think I feel like a lot of our programs always did that. I, soccer doesn't need do everything cool. So apparently they don't need to go to Hawaii, but you know, we need to hit up that train, maybe go with tennis, There you, go. Hey, you know, hey, see what's going together. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. So what's the first match um, that we can take in, uh, here in town? Okay. So the men, um, will have a three match home weekend the first weekend in February. So first they will play, okay. um, we, we usually play Gustavus Adolphus, uh, every year. Um, and so we'll start we've, on Saturday, February 3rd. Okay. Um, and then on Sunday, a double header against Lindenwood in Idaho. Oh, um, cool. and that's the, that's the, for the men. The women are about two weeks later. Um, and they play, they will play Marquette and, Oh, uh, you're, you're, you're quizzing I like, me. You I usually have a piece of, of paper. Wow. Like, hey, it's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. I want to say Marquette. Uh, I think the men are Marquette in Montana at home that weekend, okay. and the women are Marquette. And, and I'm just going uh, it, to – it's not Hawaii. I know that. Okay, it's, okay. It's not, okay. It's not Hawaii. Yep. So. Or yep. Illinois. Or Illinois. Um, yeah. But we yeah. do – yeah. So February, we do have quite a few home matches in February. It's kind of where we pick it up at home, and then obviously the conference schedule will start. Okay. Um, in March. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. We will, uh, I will uh, post the link on here. So if you want to check it out, go out, uh, see what's going on. 
bring the kids. It's so much more fun to attend. I know I see Tom at all kinds of stuff, basketball, volleyball, things like that. It's so much more fun when people are there, uh, kids are there, things are going on, um, and really creating uh, more of a, a buzz around town. So if you can't uh, check in and you're you know somewhere else in the world or even if they're on the road, um, like I said, Twitter does a great job of um, you can constantly uh, keep an update of whoever your SID is. They do an amazing job. Of, of updating. They so, do. And, and, yeah. and, and new last year, we have live stream for our home matches. So if you can't yeah. get to choice and watch, it's, it's, yep. a, it's a great opportunity. It's a good uh, teaching tool for us, coaching tool, recruiting yeah. tool, but also it's, 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 it's really nice to, if you can't, especially for the parents of the players that live in different countries or different so parts of the nice. country um, where you're just busy and, and, and want to tune in, you can uh, watch the matches on, on live stream. Yeah, yeah. So. And it's, a, it's a, in the winter, you can go inside in a nice, cozy uh, place. So, exactly. yeah, how nice is that? Don't have to worry about the weather. And, no get, and just get loud. Just that's the get one. Loud. Get loud. Get and then you loud, can, so. if you get like too loud and rowdy, you just go lift some weights afterwards. <laughs> you know, you just go. walk out. There you and, go. <laughs> you know, get after it. So, fantastic. Well, I am so excited uh, for for you all this season. I think it's going to be an awesome season. I'm very excited for you. Appreciate um, it. We'll be out. I will uh, try to keep my four year old off the court, and we'll you know see if he wants to hit up some tennis this year. Sounds good. We'll get him out there. I can't all wait. Right, I can't right. wait. Well, I appreciate you joining me, Tom. Oh, my this pleasure. Thanks great. for having me. Yes. Been looking forward to it. And everybody, it's 2024. Make sure with everything you do today and this year, you put a fork in it.